All right. This is episode four. Notes of a goon. We're fucking in it. We're, it this is the thick of it. This is where I either lose interest or you people decide you like the show. That's what it comes down to. I'm your host, Chris, from Brooklyn. I am joined by my producer, Mike Harrington. How are you, Mike? Doing all right, Chris. How's things on your end? Good. I'm drinking something called Maku. It is a uh, rice beer. I thought rice was made, they turned that into sake. I mean, there is a rice sake. This is Korean, so I think they got it mix, mixed up. They, uh, they, they went beer instead of wine. Let's taste this for the first time. That is awful. Uh, you got to drink three more of those, or two more of those. I'm going to drink, yeah, I'm going to drink two more of those throughout the show, um, because it is the beer I have in front of me. That is rough. Uh, yeah, uh, more calories than I would assume that something called Maku has. Uh, it, it was next to the White Claws. Uh, it does not taste good. It tastes like um, they made bad sake, and they were like, eh, if we just call it beer, people won't expect it to taste good, right? You know what I mean? I feel like that's like a very Asian thing, just disrespecting beer. Yeah, I mean, you're drinking rice yeast at the moment. Like, God bless. It does taste like an Asian girl's pussy after a run. I'm not going to lie to you. Hot. Yeah. Uh, I'm just such a fan of, like, you have a very adventurous palate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is why I typically like to take your advice on food. Mm-hmm. Because you've tried most things on most menus of places that we go to. Mm-hmm. And you can tell me, you know, like, yeah, you definitely want to stay away from that guy. Oh, I remember, yeah, oh, dude, I remember there was this one time down on St. Mark's, I'll tell this story, but then I'll talk about us going to get food, but I was with, so my buddies Jeremy and Phil, who you would never, you would never guess, are like very adventurous eaters when they want to be, because they're fucking the mookiest of the mook motherfuckers, like, my buddy Phil, like, Actually, both of these guys, they spent years addicted to fucking opiates. Like, years. They lost years of their lives. To the point where the dude Phil once, I was getting a new TV, and he was, like, so... Like, he hadn't been, he hadn't kept up on anything for so long. I'm getting a new TV. Now, this is, like, 10 years ago. But I go, I go, yeah, I gotta get a new TV. My TV finally gave out. And he goes, you getting a flat screen? And I was like, Phil, you know that's the only TVs now, right? <laughs> I'm just picturing Phil like bartering over a tube TV. Yeah, yeah, I, I, dude, he used to. He once stopped the car to get like he was. He pulled over. Now, mind you, we're hammered drunk. Obviously, and he, and he pulls over, sharp turn. I was like, "What's going on? Is everything all right?" I thought maybe something happened. He saw somebody he had a problem with. He hops out, goes over to a pile of garbage, hops back in. He's like, "This is pretty good." It was a. Not a single clipboard, but it was a double clipboard with like a case. And he's like, I could use this for something. And I'm like, what are you good? He made, he once made, he has a wooden handcrafted, what he calls his drug board. Um, he's clean now, but he has this drug board, which it has, it has a, um, uh, a drawer for straws. And it has like a masher built on it to crush pills. I mean, this guy sounds like an innovator. Dude, he's, he'll just go over to his house. He's got Four different. This is in Brooklyn. He's got four different. He's born and raised in Brooklyn. He's got four different animal skulls on the wall in his apartment. Love it. Yeah, he's a fucking. He's a. But we go. Um, we went to this. There was. It used to be this Japanese place on St. Mark's uh, that isn't there anymore. We sit down uh, just to get out of the crowded bar with the people we were hanging out with, and uh, he was like, "I'm gonna order the grossest sounding thing on the menu because I want to see if I can handle it." 
And we find this thing on the menu, squid and squid liver oil. Yeah, uh, it was $3, Mike. Uh, we could afford the $3 between the three of us. We were drinking, we were drinking like sake or something, and I go, yeah. And the, the waiter didn't want to give it to us. That's how bad this thing tastes for real. Like, he was like, no, you're not going to like it. And we were like, we know we're not going to like it. That's why we're ordering it. We know we will hate it. Now, this thing was maybe five bites. I don't, we each took a half a bite and we're like, nope, not, nope, not, can't, can't, squid. Here's the thing, monkfish liver, I'll fuck with it. It's delicious. You ever have monkfish liver, Mike? No. It's fucking, you ever have foie gras? No. What are you doing? I don't fucking. I was this is a classy. A po- this is a classy podcast, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll tell you this. What was the giveaway? The rice one. The rice beer. Yeah, the rice beer makes us clap. Maku, right? I don't recommend it. Uh, it is not recommended. But, um, so squid and oh yeah, I remember, yeah we went out to eat a couple weeks ago. We went to a Japanese place also. Can, Coincidentally enough, and you were like, I don't know if I like this. And I was like, I just got something similar. And I was like, it was like a dashi broth thing. I was like, well, you can make a bad dashi broth, I suppose. And then I tasted it. I was like, oh, you're gonna like that. And you like that, right? Oh, that was great. I, yeah. I I could not think of what you were. I was thought you were thinking of the place you went to right before the pandemic hit. No, no, no. I don't even remember that because that was the last time I had been out to dinner mm-hmm. before that. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, we were all going to this. Every comedian in New York City was going to this one Japanese restaurant that was still serving booze after 11. And I don't think that's happening anymore. Oh, no, that place is still going strong. Really? Oh, dude, that place is unfucking touchable So this is something I know hasn't been talked about on the podcast yet. So we may as well talk about it. We went there probably 10 deep last Friday night. We're recording this the following week. Uh, and Oh, you weren't there. You, I wasn't you, there, you, no. were, you went to see a lady friend. Something like that. I was there with Ryan Long. Uh, Corinne was there. Uh, Joe DeRosa. Lev Fur. Danny Polishuk and uh, Johnny Smallhands, a few other people, and they got raided. But first of all, we were infuriating them. Wait, they got raided while you guys were there? While we were there, we didn't, I was there for maybe an hour, not able to order food because people that we were with just kept showing up, and they were like, "Oh, we'll get you more seats." It was this whole fucking thing, and I'm sitting there going, "No, I can't stand a situation like that where." I can't just like get a waiter's attention, and I'm just, I feel like I'm just sitting and waiting. A guy was trying to arm wrestle Joe DeRosa, some random Asian guy. He was Who like, won? "They didn't wrestle." I, I, Pussies. Yeah, I, all very gay. Justin Silver was there, also gay. How did uh, Justin Silver not offer to jump in in the arm wrestling competition? He was sitting at it. We were at two different tables. Then they were going to combine the tables, and they didn't. And then the sheriff showed up, and I was like, "I still don't have a fucking beer." An hour later, I still didn't have a beer. But that place still going strong. I mean, I, th- this is new information to me. When were you last there? Uh, last time I was there with you, which was two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. So this was last Friday. Mm. So we're going to meet up with Ryan after this. Yeah. So he'll, he would know. Yeah. All um, right. So we're going to find out. This is going to be a cliff. That's going to be a, it's an early cliffhanger for the show. But you guys will find out in the next episode if that place still exists. Um, but yeah, we're still in the dead city, New York. It's the dead zombie city. Ah. Uh, something that we were talking about before the show, which is something I've been arguing with people about for weeks, is that the infection rate in New York City is under 1%. The benchmark for reopening indoor dining in New York City was supposed to be 2%. 
We hit that. Three eight, months ago? Yeah, months ago. Months ago. And I still have to eat a fucking steak in the rain. Like, it's fucking insane. I can't get a drink after 11. I mean, granted, I can just bring this maku with me wherever I go. Don't. Oh, God. It is not good. It is a not good beer. Um, but they keep mo- So schools are opening on the 21st. We're recording this on early in September. No simp September. Uh, we're recording this. And... I'm simping extra hard. Oh, you're... Yeah, I know. You're fucking... It's September for you. <laughs> um, but we're fucking... Uh, we're, we're in September. They're opening schools. My Everybody I've talked to that works in schools is just like, it makes no sense. Yeah, in bars, people are trying to fuck in the bar, but they're not actively coughing in each other's faces. Like, you're not going to be able to keep kids. Like, and that's like the high school kids. Like, small children. Like, so I went to see uh, my girl's family in the beginning of this, like a few months into this. Now, we hadn't seen, and when this first started, first of all, it was supposed to be two weeks. You said that. You're like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this for a couple weeks. It's six months in, and like, and people are like, I can't believe people are going outside and socializing. It's almost like they're human beings. This is what people are act- actively saying. And I swear to fucking God, everybody that I know that's taking photos with masks on is not wearing a mask when I see them. The people who are like, wear your masks, or not wear... I know people that are bartending without masks on, who are taking pictures with the mask on, being like, wear your mask. You, they, we're all just lying to each other about what we're doing and what we believe. Like... But was it? Yeah, two percent. The schools. So the schools are opening. All right. So I go to visit my niece and nephew. I was weird about being around them because it was early on. We still had a high infection rate in New York, and I'm like, I'm worried about the kids. Let me. I'm gonna try to stay. Within thirty seconds, my nephew climbs up on me, and coughs in my eye. And I was like, Oh, I guess this is what we're doing. Like, this is just how. You're not, we're not going to be able to keep these kids away from each other, the little kids, and the fucking grown kids. Think about it this way. There's been nothing to do all summer, right? You're not supposed to be... Now, these kids are just playing sports. The dudes are just playing sports, not getting pussy all summer. And we're just throwing them back into a high school. Two days a week. It's only two days a week. You know what that means? They got to do all their fucking weird fucking and all the... I don't know what high school you went to, but the high school I went to, there was fucking in any nook and cranny. And that's an elite school. I went to Brooklyn Technical High School, which is one of the top schools in the country, and there was fucking in literally every fucking nook, nook and cranny in that fucking school. Like, everybody is social distancing until a stranger offers you a joint. Then all of a sudden, like, these kids aren't smoking blunts and fucking? Yeah. How many joints have you been passed in the last week, Harrington? Oh, man. How many nope. nooks and or crannies have you fucked in? <laughs> Recently. Because uh, you're not fucking in beds. We know that. I'm fucking in beds again. Good. Yeah. Last sex I had was in a bed. But no, I do agree with you. I mean, there is absolutely no way. Like like you said, like a lot of these kids, especially like 16, 17-year-olds, I mean, I got in fucking great shape during quarantine. You got in great shape. During- Dude, if I was 17 years old, I'd have a fucking six-pack right now. You telling me I wouldn't be getting <sighs> pussy? If I was 25, I'd be shredded. Like, the fact of the matter, yeah, these kids are all jacked up. 
I was fucking. They were doing like a football, like a, a pre-football season for high school, where the park I work out in. These kids are just shredding. I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's just gonna be fucking push fest come September. Like it's just like those kids are just gonna slay. Yeah, because the girls haven't been getting laid either. Exactly. The girls. Here's the thing. No one, even with the COVID, nobody's keeping 17 year old boys in the house. 16 year old boys in the house. They're just like, whatever, go fucking die. I don't. We don't care. Male <laughs> life is ex- is expendable in our society. Yeah. We we don't acknowledge it enough. But like, even your parents consider your life expendable. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, but your their daughters. Oh no, absolutely not. Like I, I don't see that many girls outside, but I see roaming groups of dudes still. Like when you go to the Lower East Side down here, these are a little older. These are all people in their twenties. But like I remember, I always used to joke the only day that it would reverse on Valentine's Day if it was a weekday, you would go out and you'd see no dudes outside, <laughs> and you would see just roving packs of thirsty horses. Right. That's the only day of the year. The rest of the time, thirsty dudes, and you'd see like three girls all night on a Monday night if you went out drinking. Like uh, Valentine's Day, it reversed. But I'll say this: like I don't, you don't see like I'm definitely not seeing high school age girls, but I see dudes out just fucking pretending to dunk on each other every time they pass by a streetlight. Like that's still cool. Just dudes being dudes. Yeah, just dudes broing down. That Valentine's Day shit. Have you ever witnessed that in the Lower East Side? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're the kind of dude who, like, so I once asked my buddy, because I was like, when I first noticed that, I was like, in a, like, I'm sure I took advantage of it when I was younger. But when I first, like, noticed it as, like, recently, I just go, huh, I never even thought about it. That's crazy. And I go to my buddy who's single, and I go, you ever go out on it? He's like, no, I would feel like a loser going out to, like, try to snatch up chicks on Valentine's Day. And so a guy like you is like, ah, this is my time to shine. Have not been in a relationship since 2016. Literally every hour is last call on a girl's birthday on Valentine's Day in a bar. Have not not gotten laid on Valentine's Day since 2017. Dude, honestly, if you, if, we, if you could... Remember in Seinfeld when Costanza calls himself a sexual camel? If you could be a sexual camel. <laughs> like, if you could, like, go out, like, a couple... Like, if you could just go... If, like, it was possible to just, like, leave, you could probably rack up a few... Between, like, 10 at night and, like, 4 in the morning on Valentine's Day in the Lower East Side. I mean, that sounds like... It genuinely does sound like so much work because the Valentine's Day poll is... It's rough sometimes. Is it work? It's work. What, what kind of work have you had to do? See, uh, like, because, like, I think anytime I've ever done that, I was, like, 22 and the girl was, like, 22, 23, 24. So it's, like, it's such a different situation than, like, you in your 30s talking to another girl in, like, maybe late 20s. Yeah, so it's a lot of, um, like, what I found out very early on, like, that early 20s shit, is, like, you don't want to be the guy showing up to the bar with, like, seven roses and giving them to, like, seven different no, girls. No, no, it's no, no. insane. However... You just show up and look a little sad in the corner and, like, have, like... Ha- the best way to do it is group of friends, and then you don't really sit with them that much, but you sit, like, on the side and, like, drink and, like, kind of talk to them, and then you can fuck a bag of a chick at the bar, right? Well, I mean, yeah, it's the roundabout. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's always the, you know... Like, I do, I do, I fuck with the one rose, you know what I mean? And then just, like, get into that conversation, mm-hmm. that group of girls, like, hey, how are, you know, how are none of you with boyfriends? Like, that is crazy. Like, how many of you, all right, so, like, two of you are definitely cheating, you know what I mean? Like, throw that out there and, like, get them laughing and find out, like, yeah, probably one does have a long-distance boyfriend or something like that. But, you know, for the most part, you have your pick of the litter. And uh, like, I think also there. you'll find with girls on Valentine's Day, you'll find the, 
you'll find the one girl. So there'll be the group of girls out, and they'll be like, "It's Valentine's Day." Two of the girls will have long-term boyfriends. The three girls that are out, they're just like, "Yeah, we're just like one of them will have a have had a bad breakup within the last month." So the two in relationships are like, "I just have to be there for my girl," and then the five of them will go out. The other two are just like disinterested because they're like, "We are we're just whores." Like, we're, like, 25, and we could just be girls whenever and get laid. So, like, this Valentine's Day thing isn't uh, – we're still – we're like, we're really upset that in five years we're going to turn 30. Um, no, I, I disagree. It does affect them in the sense that, like, this is the one day a year that you're supposed to have – you know what I mean? It's, like, it really is, like, that and Christmas are the two days a year where you're supposed to have a significant other to show off. And if you don't, there is – there's just something biologically in them that's, like – I got to get some dick in me tonight. It's so funny because Valentine's Day is a fake holiday. 100%. Like Christmas is at least a real holiday. Well, well I mean, all holidays are fake holidays. There's no such thing as like a thing that matters. But Christmas at least has like religious undertones. Like Valentine's Day was just like, yeah, we need to make people spend some money in February. Yeah, we got to sell some candy six weeks after that. Uh, yeah, after bar- Christmas. like literally bars were just like, uh, we need a thing because no one's here. <laughs> we it's- haven't. It's cold out. Uh, is it? They're like they—they they had no idea that COVID was coming. How do you think Valentine's Day is going to look this year if they don't open shit? Hmm. Well, it's going to be brick. You think bitches are still going to be out trying to get dick? No, nah, I think bitches are going to be out though, like at the like eating outside the restaurant. Oh my being god! Being like, yo, we're getting steak. To- I'll put on a parka and we'll go have a fucking steak tonight. If you're getting, if you want a blowjob. <laughs> That's fucking hysterical. All right, let's move on for a second. Uh, you sent me a picture of a kid with a stutter who is uh, friends with Joe Biden. Uh, I think he, he looks up to Joe Biden. He looks up to Joe Biden, but they're not friends because that would be creepy, right? So like just uh, some kid with a disability that Joe Biden just isolated uh, and just was like, yeah, you know, you could be normal someday too. Just You, you could be like Big Joe. I call him Joey Bidness now. I think that should be his nickname, Joey Bidness. I don't hate it. Dude, I've been thinking. I I've I said this I said this recently, but it, it holds true. Um, I really think that this campaign for Biden, I think he has dirt on somebody in the Democratic Party. So, like, I think what it was originally supposed to be was they knew anybody was going to walk through Trump, like Trump was going to walk through anybody pre-COVID. So they were just like, "Yo, we're going to give this to Joey Business, Joe Biden," and he's got. I think he's got. He's He's the dead man switch for fucking Jeffrey Epstein or something. Like, I legitimately think that, like, they thought he was going to spill the beans unless they gave... Because he gets to keep that super PAC money, and then his his worth goes up on speech tours. Right. So I legitimately think they were just like, yo, let's... He's getting ready to retire. We want to get this motherfucking crazy asshole out of our lives. Let's just get him some money. And get him to because he notice he hasn't been connected to any of those planes. And we know he's a creep. We've seen it. How is it like he's got some info, right? Like he's got to. He's the creepiest. Do you think that they were kind of just like, I mean, Joe can't keep a secret. We're not gonna let him in on the creep shit. Or does he just know all the creep shit? And they were like, look, we're gonna make sure you get nominated. You're not gonna win. Trump stomps. And then once they saw that they could win because of COVID. They were like, all right, throw a black chick on there. Maybe we got this. Right? Something like that. Right? I think that's a fair assessment of Joe, Joey Bidness. 
Well, but Joe he, Biden. Here's my problem, right? The 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 plane thing, mm-hmm. clearly a Clinton thing. Clintons, Obamas, there was there was some beef there. Fair. You know what I mean? So I don't know if Joey if, if Joey Bidness is getting uh But not before that? He was involved before that. There's other senators, there's other congressmen. You got no Joe Biden? I don't feel like here's the thing. If Biden knew if right? all he wants think about it this way. Epstein could have charged him the same amount just to have him come smell the hair. Mm. He probably could have gotten the same rate. It's all everybody pays the same entry free. The the pussy's free. You pay to get it. Right? I'd assume so. Yeah. It's kind of like Sex Island. All he wants to do is sniff the fucking hair. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's essentially like hanging with the staff. Yeah, come on. You know? It's the old Trump defense. Yeah. Um, nah, he... I don't know, man. I don't think he's got... I genuinely don't think he's got any dirt. I think it was just a thing where it's like, eh, this is a friendly face people just, know. Hold on. You think they were just throwing it to him to make it seem like they were putting up an effort? Because the real thing was they just didn't want to give the party to Bernie Sanders and his supporters the way the Republicans gave the party to Trump. That yeah. was, I mean, everybody knows that was the thing. Yeah. So like all the entrenched uh, Democratic Party reps, like the, the people who like, like I worked for the Democratic Party doing petitioning and you would meet like these dorks who worked in campaigning and they're just... They're bigger, like, I think political journalists are fanboys more than anything else. Like, sports journalists are fanboys, right? For the most part. Yeah. Like, unless they're former athletes, uh, sports journalists are fanboys who think that they're part of the sport and they affect it. Same with political journalists. But the people who actually run the campaigns are actually running the campaigns. But they will fly. I met a guy who was high up in the campaign. And I was talking to him about it because I was like, yeah, this is, like, interesting. I could, like, do this. And then he told me how much he was making a year. This was an adult man. Now, mind you, this was in um, 2001, maybe. Must have been 2001, because that's when I turned 18. So so who are you canvassing for? Alan Hevesy. I'm not familiar. Very corrupt mayoral candidate. Sir. Dude, I once went to, uh, I, they would put me in the hood and Jewish neighborhoods. Because I, I don't know what it was about me that they were like, both of these places will like you. You'll get signatures here. So I was doing that, like, so they, they, did, they paid you. I remember I went up to one door, and it was just this kid outside. He's like, the fuck you want? I was like, oh, I'm just working for the Alan Hevesy campaign. And this dude was like, there's a motherfucker named Hennessy running for mayor. And I was like, well, actually, no, it's Alan Hevesy. And they was hey, yo, 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 come on down here and sign this shit. There's a motherfucker named Hennessy running for mayor. <laughs> that was the Jewish neighborhood. <laughs> um, actually, here's a funny story from the Jewish neighborhood. This actually happened. Um... So I, I, I couldn't get any signatures in these Hasidic and Orthodox Jewish neighborhoods. So I'd ring the bell, and either a man would answer and say that they vote Republican, even though it was for the Democratic primary, or a woman would answer and say, my husband makes the political decisions in the House, right? So I didn't know what to do with myself, right? And then the one signature I got in this Orthodox Jewish neighborhood, right, this little kid runs up to me, got to be, I'd say, four years old, because he's articulate right little adorable adorable kid like very cute no homo no pedo very cute kid and he goes hi and i go hi how you doing he goes i'm good are you jewish and i go no and he goes do you steal from people and his mom signed the paper it was the only signature i got in the whole fuck she was like oh what is this thing yeah here you go here you go uh he's just 
He's just... Hates all the Jews in the neighborhood? No, no. He was Jewish and thought I stole from people from not being Jewish. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a that's a fun one. Yeah. I didn't know they were running that scam. They, they were running that uh, uh, counterintelligence. Yeah, they do not. I think that's I think that's like a thing that they tell their kids that uh, everybody who's not Jewish steals from people. Um, it's so that they don't notice that what they're actually doing is stealing. It's like a weird. It's gaslighting, you know. Um, but what was I say? Oh yeah. So the guy who worked for this campaign made like thirty grand a year. Which, you know, it's 20 years ago. That's still not a lot of money. And I was, and you got to travel around the country. Like, politics stinks. But, like, so all those people, but all those people who do that for the Democratic Party, they so believe in, like, the neoliberal horseshit. Like, this, like, not socialist, but not, like, you know what I mean? Like, they believe in this, like, weird dichotomy that gets nothing done between Democrats and Republicans. It's all, Hell like, yeah. a facade. This, like, political class oligarchy shit. That they're they're just so brainwashed. They're just Scientologists. They're low level Scientologists in this fucking whole thing, like, and they're just, they they buy it, and so that's why they were all just like, yeah, now nah, fuck Bernie Sanders, and they fucking they just ganked the shit from him. I feel like I'm telling a story on drunk history. No, you're fine. I mean that that that's that is kind of what this show is. Um, but okay. yeah, no, I mean the the there's no doubt in my mind that they had no interest in letting Bernie win. Um, but because of that, I think it's because they don't want to have to, when they go to like the Demo- the DNC, they don't want the one in four years to be a lot of like the, they like look at that, like the supporters as like gauche. You know yeah. what I mean? They're like new money. Sure. White trash shit. Sure, sure, sure. That's what I think. Anyway, you got this uh, picture of this stuttering idiot? Yeah. All right. How old's this kid that I'm uh, about to make fun of? I believe he's eight. I might say it in the video. Eight. He's eight years old. Uh, maybe less. Jacket. He's not eight years old. He's a teenager. I don't know, dude. He looks young. His name is Braden Harrington. Yeah. This is your cousin that you you brought to the you brought this to the show. Yeah. This is your cousin Braden. Something like that. Okay. Hi, my name is Braden Harrington, and I'm 13 years old. Okay. And without Joe Biden, I wouldn't be talking to you today. About a few months ago, I met him in New Hampshire. He told me that we were members of the same club. We, we, stutter. It was really amazing to hear that someone like me became vice president. Out with it, son. I say, I say, out with it. A book of poems by Yates. He would read out loud to practice. He showed me how he marks his addresses to make them easier to say out loud. So I did the same thing today. It didn't work. Hold on, he he showed it. You today. About the future. About our future. This is rough. My family often says when the world feels. Better before before talking about something normal like going to the movies. How do you get that part right? We need the world to feel better. We need the world to feel better. I'm just a regular kid, and in a short amount of time, Joe Biden made me more confident about something that's bothered me my whole life. Joe Biden cared. 
Imagine what he could do for all of us. It's like when he sniffed my Kids hair, like he sniffed the stutter right out of me. Someone when he rubbed my shoulders, I knew I never had to stutter again because someone I was so scared that Joe Biden was going to fuck my butthole. We're counting on you to elect Joe Biden. He's, Joe Biden whispered in my ear, Son, if you don't stop stuttering, I'm going to give you a cornholing. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you like I did corn pop. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Corn Pop was a bad dude. Don't make me pull out my razor blade. So that kid... So this is this only exists, right? Because Biden is afraid he's going to stutter at the debate with Trump. Right? That's the only reason why this came out. For sure. Nobody, like... First of all, nobody cares about a white kid without that bad of a disability. That was like a... Like, you know, just like a skinny white kid who stutters a little. Like, nobody... He wasn't Nobody even, like, fuck. you couldn't find a black kid with a stutter? I know a black kid with a stutter. You can't find, Joe Biden, I thought Joe Biden know all black people. Doesn't he? I mean, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you ain't black. Something like that. Um, but so, Braden Harrington. My boy. That's your, is he related to you somehow? No, but I wish. He's from the Port Chester Harringtons? Dude, I just want to know, I want to know what this kid got paid to do this. Um, like that's what would be fun for me. I love the idea of paying somebody with a stutter with like a dollar bill on a uh, fishing line, and you just take it back, <laughs> and then you just give it to him again and take it back. <laughs> just the stutterification yeah. of that's fun. No, I knew a kid. I knew. I I feel like you, there. I guess there is something sadder about a white kid with a stutter. Like a black kid with a stutter just looks tougher, right? Like, my buddy Damien had a stutter. He was like, sweet guy, but he's like a jack black dude. And, like, that motherfucker would stutter, and you're like, yo, is he going to kill us all? Like, he's fucking, he might snap. Like, if Braden stutters, you're just like, oh, come on, kid. Just get it the fuck out. You've got no problems. Why are you stuttering? Yeah, like, that's cute, Braden. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, you're doing that? That's adorable. Uh, yeah, I guess we got to give a fuck because you got a fucking thing wrong with you. You don't have a cleft palate. Like, <laughs> who gives a fuck? You stutter a little. Take a fucking Xanax and relax. No, but like I, I do Dude, think I've it's... I've never heard Joey Business stutter. No, I don't think it's stuttering. I think what it comes down to is Joey... Oh, is it his speech impediment? Because he's got fucking veneers over his dentures? Yeah, something like that. Uh, or it could just be the fact that he has full-blown fucking dementia and forgets what he's saying some of the time. And they're literally... <laughs> he, just, he just made that up? He just, he just like, What do you got, kid? Stutter? Yeah, I had a stutter. Let me tell you how to draw something on your fucking paper so you don't stutter. And he just did that for that kid. And, like, it clearly did not work. That kid still had a... That's a bad stutter. Like I said, the kid I knew that had a really bad stutter, it was such a bad stutter that he had a stutter on his voicemail. Like, I'm just saying, thank God Braden doesn't need a voicemail because it's 2020. I'm just saying, if you process it, right, that mm -hmm. was a two-minute-long video. Uh -huh. uh, he turned around and showed how big the paper was. That ain't but 15 yeah. seconds of it, reading. It was one paragraph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like he could read good. Like, it wasn't like he was like one of these fucking kids who were just like, they would go really slow and sound. He wasn't sounding it out. Mm -mm. He, he's a good reader, Braden. I'll give him that. It's just, I don't know how much Joe Biden helped, helped with that stutter. You know what I mean? He was just like, listen, kid. Let me, let me tell you something. Let me get some of that. That breath in you. Uh let me tell you about stuttering. Here's why you don't stutter. You know, I used to stutter. And then, you know, and then Barack told me he was going to beat my ass. He beat the stutter out of me, boy. I'll tell you that right now. I was like, 
What are you talking about, sir? You want to get beaten by the Biden? Yeah. You want to get you want you want a Biden beaten? You fucking it really is just like so he's so he basically put this out there so that Trump can't make fun of the way he talks. Yeah. Like Trump's not just going to make fun of the way he talks. Oh, 100%. But they can pull they're going to be able to point back to this video and be like, "Oh, you're not just making fun of Joe Biden. You're making fun of this, you know, 13-year-old American boy." Yeah, he's pretty American. Pretty American, dude. His shelf was shaped like an arrow. He has some college football stuff on. I like it. Um, he, yeah, he just... It, you think they're thinking that far ahead? Because, like, they're already getting Trump... They're getting Trump right now as of this recording. They're dragging Trump for saying the people who got caught in the military are losers, which he said five years ago, right? Yeah, I mean, he was he was making fun of McCain when they were running against each other. Yeah, um, and I mean, I don't agree with him, but I see where he's coming from. I mean, yo, you got got, dog. You got got. Well, it's like, well, they said that there's like a, the Atlantic put out an article saying that some staffers had said he didn't want to go to a veterans uh, cemetery because anybody who died in the military is a sucker. No. Apparently, yeah, that's what they're saying. Uh, that he said that he didn't want to go visit a cemetery of people who got killed in the military because they're all suckers. Here, here's the thing. It, it's abhorrent to say that. It absolutely is abhorrent to say that. We're all kind of thinking it. Like, look, I mean, look, I, I know people who the military served them very well and Look, I, I'm glad that the, the the idea that the military fights for your freedom is horseshit. Mm-hmm. But the idea that the military fights so that the United States is continuously the richest nation on earth is 100% true. And I thank them for that 100%. I mean, what's, what is freedom other than wealth? Like, name a freedom other than wealth that really doesn't exist. <laughs> I don't know, man. Some of these homeless motherfuckers seem pretty free. They're out here fucking dick out and shit. I'm, I can't pull my dick out. I got money. You think I don't got dough? As a I just pull my dick out wherever I want, like the homeless. They got nothing. As a there's fo- a freedom to that, Mike. There's a free- are you saying the homeless are not? Free- those are the freest Americans. No, they're not. I as somebody who was once one of those, um, you didn't go far enough. <laughs> Let's be fair. You weren't homeless enough, Mike. Saying I gotta go back do it better. Yeah, go no. I mean, just go further. I think there's a freedom to a point. You get to a point, dude. I saw a kid last week with a curtain rod. It must have been fifteen year old homeless kid beating an adult homeless man that was wearing a hospital gown in the street. You're saying you you want me to go back to that? I'm just saying there's a freedom to it. Nobody was calling the cops to charge that kid with assault. He was just beating a man. All I'm saying is there's a freedom there. <laughs> like you're saying wealth is the only freedom. Look, don't don't get me wrong. Wealth brings freedom. We were we were looking at that um the Walton's bunker last week. That Walton bunker, yeah, that's the freedom. You got you got that you can do whatever you fucking want on that land. You can play deadliest game, hunt ice tea down with a bow and arrow, all that shit. Fucking there's a freedom there. There's another there's other types of freedom. You know? What I'm saying is money can't buy happiness. Get damn near close, though. Like, I don't know. How many times would you have to get blown in a day by a porn star before you're bored of it? 
Three. Uh, how long's the day? Like, when am I waking up? I mean, it's a standard 24-hour day. It doesn't matter when you wake up. I mean, it does depend. If I wake up at 8 a.m. and I just got porn star blowjobs on deck, it's like, Why is that right. different than 10 a.m.? You know, because, like, I feel like... Uh, here's the thing. You I get feel- blown poolside if you need to get some sunshine in your mind. I'm saying I, I would I would waste the... I would waste it by getting three before I got out of bed. Then I'd be like, all right, well, I'm done with that for the day. And then what are you doing? I don't know. Yeah, I think... Whatever the fuck I want. That's what freedom is, Chris. I feel like rich people... The rich people I know aren't doing whatever they want, except for Dan Bilzerian, and that guy's a fucking tool bag. Yeah, but I'd switch lives with him in a heartbeat. So would you. Yeah, I guess. What? I guess. I just don't want to post that much. Hmm. Right. I don't know. You post on the HSR story daily. Yeah, because I feel like I'm supposed to. Yeah. Like, if I was rich, I wouldn't feel like I was supposed to do that. I don't understand. The reason he's rich is because he does that. I know. <laughs> it would be a weird contradiction. <laughs> like, it's like, I would... Dude, if I didn't do podcasts and, like, stand... I would I would have no social media except Reddit and 4chan. Because, really, that's the only news that matters. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah, but you don't I, like people. I like you. <laughs> I like everybody that works here. I like people. I just don't like their falseness on the internet. All right, that's fair. Yeah. All right. So we talked about the stuttering retard. Um, hey, so it was a retard. He's, he's, he's a good boy. Yeah, Braden Harrington. Uh, that, that bedroom is... like. It, can you just pull up his bedroom again? Can you not? Is that is it not possible? No, I can. They just closed it already, so. Oh, I apologize. You're fine. But I just want to take a look. It just looks like such yeah, a. So. It looks like and they your- slap together a set. It looks. It does like that doesn't look like a kid's bedroom. No. Right. Literally, like, did did you ever have a like president? Uh, no, but that's clearly that's clearly for today. But pause it. My main thing is, what is that on his bulletin board? Right. That's a that's a college football team thing. It looks like, right? What's the book? Uh, it's a pretty thick book for a child. It does look like a kid's book, though. But I mean, just this. It looks like it looks like somebody tried to slap together a kids' room set up in like a Moxie hotel. What's have with- you ever been to? The Moxie is a Marriott sub brand where they try to. Lauren, young kids. No. Pull up, pull up the website for Moxie Hotels. Okay. Can but you just tell me what this shelf is supposed to be? It's an arrow. But what is it for? What's That's it? what makes me think that. Look at that desk. It doesn't look like a child's bedroom. It looks like it's a set. Um, uh, yeah, I, I can't. It's a deep fake. Brayden mm-hmm. Harrington is a fucking QAnon agent. So here's Moxie Hotels. Yeah. No, just, let me just see some sort of... See, doesn't it look like it would be a room in here? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's fair. To be honest, God though, damn it. Right? It's definitely fake. Yeah, you nailed it. I stayed at a Moxie Hotel in Tempe. It was pretty cool, actually. They had a foosball table, and the pool table was on free play. And there was pinball machines. It was pretty dope. It was pretty litty. Mad yeah. hot chicks? Dude. It's Tempe. Dude, have you, yeah. have you ever been to Tempe? No. Dude. Have I said this somewhere before? No, I just know Arizona is oh. full of hot whores. Tempe, Arizona. I have never seen that many hot girls out at once. Like, it's fuck. You go out to the bars in fucking Tempe, Arizona, 
It's like whenever you hear people being like, yeah, the Tempe Improv is a great place. It's like you just went out afterwards. That it's just it's just wall to wall, fat titted tan blonde girls. We're and you know something? I'll tell you this. I went to a bar. You're gonna impress them easy because bottle service was like sixty dollars. Wow. You broke Mike Harrington's eyes little. Wow. It's insane out there. Nobody ever talks about that part. And here's what's crazy. So it's like the three towns, right? It's um Scottsdale, uh Phoenix. Oh. No, Phoenix and Tempe are all like kind of like one sprawling. No, it's yeah, no, um, yeah. Is it Scottsdale? Yeah, Scottsdale, Phoenix, and Tempe are all like one sprawling thing. And it's this funny fucking thing, right? Because Tempe's all the young chicks. But then if you go out to eat in like Scottsdale, which is like it's in Phoenix, is in the middle, it's all just hot old MILFs. Because all those chicks just become hot old MILFs. And they live in fucking Scottsdale. And they're just as fucking hot because they're just, you know, whatever. It's just injections and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Botox exists in all places. I'm just saying, fucking Arizona is a fucking crazy place. Sure. And they're like, Phoenix is the fastest growing city in the country. I'm like, yeah, I know why. It's the tits. There's tits everywhere. Yeah, I mean, that's what's growing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's growing. That's what they're doing. They can't get enough. You know they can't get enough water to meet the growing population of Phoenix? They can't get water to the desert. This is the biggest pro- problem that they have growing that city further. Wow. Yeah, like, you know how, like, so they can't fit enough housing in San Francisco because there's money out there and tech. I think people just found out Arizona's kind of nice and there's hot, big-titted blondes and they're just moving there in droves. Yeah. And now they're just like, um... We don't have any water for you guys. We need to, we need to water the titties or they don't grow. <laughs> they, no, stop coming here. Their skin is going to turn bad in the sun if they don't get hydrated. What are you? You guys are ruining Phoenix. You're ruining Phoenix. <laughs> it's true. You can look that up. I know people are probably thinking like Chris is just making this crazy shit up that... They have plenty of water in Arizona. They don't. It's the desert, you fucking idiots. Just because we live in America doesn't mean there's water everywhere. There's probably some asshole there flying in New York water to make bagels and pizza, I'm sure. Dude, I've never... Because that exists everywhere. I know, it's incredible. Uh, And there's also the guys who are from every state that uh, ship in the Philly bread to make uh, Philly cheesesteaks. Shut the fuck up. yeah, I just remember that Mad TV sketch where Will Sasso comes out as fucking Jesse the Body Ventura, and he's like, it's my first act of governor. I've sold all your water to China. You're going to get a check for like 10 grand. But in three weeks, when you can't shower, you might be a little mad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I want to talk about this, uh, uh, what, I, what I call the underage butt-fucking law of California. Um you pull up the tweet. This is how I found out about this. It was uh, I think Tim Poole had shared this tweet on Twitter. Um, people were very mad about this law that went into effect. I, I believe it was yesterday. Um, as of this recording, we're recording this on uh, the fourth of September. Um, so this is uh, Bill Malugan, who's a uh, he's a L.A. Uh, Fox affiliate reporter. Last night, the California state legislator legislature passed SB 145, and it now goes to Governor Newsom. It would lower the penalties for adults who have sex with willing same-sex minors. Judge could decide if adult has to register as sex offender if the offender was is within 10 years of age of victim. Now, that sounds 
pretty bad, right? That sounds that sounds not good. It sounds like they're doing something bad for gay people, right? Like it sounds like if they're making this law legal to for this 10-year window of same sex with a minor, we really canceled Milo for no reason, right? Like if they're doing that in the most liberal of states, right? It seems that way. But it turns out that law already exists for vaginal intercourse. So in California, you're allowed, if you're 25, you could fuck a 15-year-old, but only in her pussy. That's it. You cannot get filleted. You can't eat her pussy. You can't eat her pussy. You can only fuck her pussy. You cannot fuck her butt. She cannot fuck your butt but you can fuck her pussy. So that law exists. That's the stranger part, is that that law exists, right? Yeah, I mean, it's strange we have laws that involve holes. Well, I mean, I think you probably need some mining contracts, but okay. <laughs> uh, like, it's... But, so, okay, so I remember when they passed... They, so sodomy laws in general... So this law actually kind of makes no sense because... I believe the Supreme Court said that you cannot have so anything protected has to also cover sodomy, which is you know butt fucking, mouth fucking, you know fun stuff. The fun extras in sex, right? Like it's like whatever, fucking is all right. But if you like, if I was never gonna get blown or be able to like finger an asshole again, I'd be pretty upset, right? Sure. Like it's just you, you need that. That's part of the whole thing. So, like, the Supreme Court at one point made made it the law of the land that you sodomy laws in general are unconstitutional and you cannot have them. And I remember at the time being like they, they were touting it. I was at the I was actually at the gym in the Parker Meridian Hotel, um, sitting in the lobby, and I look over at this and they're 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 doing this as this champion for gay rights thing. This that sodomy laws are illegal, and I look over this old gay dude who I knew, and I just go, everybody likes getting their dick sucked, right? And he goes, as far as I know, like, it's just like, I don't understand, like, and so, so, so this was a law that passed, and it never made, that never made any sense to me. Why is it not okay? Like, this is like, why was this a gay rights thing? Everybody likes getting their dick sucked. And butt fucking. I mean, not everybody likes butt fucking, but everybody wants the option. Even girls who are like, no, never. I mean, like once sometime. I'm going to give it a shot at some point. Like booze exists. Sure. Speaking of which, I'm drinking uh, Maku rice wine. This episode is brought to you by Maku rice beer, which is fucking gross. Um. Yeah. Eventually, it's going to be your birthday. It's going to be your anniversary. It's going to be something. But I mean, yeah. like the that idea. Like I remember when the same set, like when the sodomy laws got passed. Again, it was like an old SNL bit where like they had a couple like on uh, like they had a couple call in via via satellite. You know what I mean? They were a same sex couple, and it's like, oh, we cannot wait to finally have sex. And they're like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, it's been illegal. Uh, so we've never had gay sex we're just a gay couple who's been together for 10 years celibately well the idea well the idea was right it just was um it was just a way to uh 
what's it called? Persecute gay people if you if you wanted to. So you needed to get the laws off the book. But this is probably a like what I don't understand about this law is so now it makes it okay for the butt stuff and mouth stuff for everyone, not just the gays. It's not like it's just like only gay people are allowed to do this stuff when they're 15 and there's a 25-year-old. It's like um, now everybody's allowed, right? And now why are these fucking right-wing conservative people upset? There will be less abortions because there probably are some people who are like only in the pussy. We have to keep this legal, sir. No, at no, no point of is not. at no point is somebody going to be like, well, I'm not allowed to have butt sex with this 15 year old, but I can pussy fuck this other 15 year old. Yeah, but like, there's probably a lazy 15 year old that was like, well, I can't blow you; it's illegal. Fuck my <laughs> puss. Fuck this hot 15 year old puss. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't think abortion rates will go down because I don't think gay men are now going to start having sex with teenage women because they can't have sex with teenage boys. Fair. Okay. Hmm. All right. But here's the th- the thing is the thing the weird thing is that the law exists that it's somewhere it is legal for a 15 year old to fuck a 25 year old in this country. Well, so it's and not somewhere fucking California. So are you sure it's legal or just that it's up to the judge's discretion as to whether or not you have to join a sex offender list? Oh, yeah. It's the sex... That's the thing. It's the sex offender registry. Right. So while not legal, you just might be able to avoid the sex offender registry. Which is, I mean, that's the thing you want to avoid. I'll I'll do the time. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. If I can get away with fucking 15-year-olds and I never had to alert my neighbors that I've been fucking 15-year-olds, I might fuck a 15-year-old. Probably again. (laughs) (laughs) but it's just a weird it's a weird thing that that exemption so like you know how like everybody always thinks that um 17 is the legal consent age in new york and it might be now but i remember reading about that when i was a kid when i was in high school and the law was at the time that you could have sex with a 17 year old if you were 21 and younger. So like if you were dating a 17 year old, but you could have been in high school together, it was okay. So I remember that being the rumor. Uh-huh. Uh, they call them Romeo and Juliet laws, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and New York does not have those. I don't think New York has ever had those. Did they, they didn't used to? No, I think that was just a thing we would tell each other like on the... the oh, it's uh, like when people used to say that if you smoke a Newport right after you smoke a blunt, you get like 8% higher or something. There's something like, like percent that. Number. I always yeah, wondered yeah. Why, how, where they got... What, where, where they were doing this scientific Newport research. Yeah, or like, uh, you know, Rod Stewart had to be, you know, ushered into the hospital because he swallowed too much cum the you night You know, before. I heard that as little Kim. Uh, me too, actually, but okay. most people reference it as Rod Stewart, so I figured you're older than me, you would too. No, because okay. little Kim got famous when I was 12. Okay, yeah, I was like a little... Yeah, so but that that's when I would start hearing about cum. I, I heard about it way younger. Like your cousin Braden Har- uh, Harrington, who Joe Biden told about cum, and that's what cost him his stutter. Must have. Yeah. Must have been it. How could I forget? But yeah, I don't think I I don't think it's a I don't think this is a victory for gay people. And if it is a victory for gay people, give Milo his book deal back. Right? Yeah, is that what Milo got canceled for? Yeah, because he said on Rogan, he said that um it's kind of okay to fuck a minor if you're gay. 
because when he was a kid, when he was 15 or 14 or whatever, he would fuck older men and they would kind of teach him how to be in the gay community. And now he won't drink Prosecco. That's pretty fucking gay. Like he's, he's disgusted by Prosecco. It's pretty gay. Uh, he did, you know, like I was having this conversation with like, uh, you know, some of the female open micers who had an issue with Milo being on Skanks. And like, I was making that same case to them. I'm like, when you were 15, you were definitely fucking a 22-year-old guy. And they Dude. were like, yeah, but that guy was a scumbag. And I'm like, oh, so this is, you're just still hurt over when some teenager, Dude. Oh, over some shit that happened to you as a teenager, and you're taking that out on Milo. Dude, it was an unspoken thing. And forgive me if we've spoken about this on this show already, but it was a very unspoken thing that when, I remember being in junior high school, and kids were being, like any girl with tits was being Picked up by her boyfriend in a car from junior high school. From junior high school? Yes. That's gross. Yes. But it was a thing that I'm sure the teachers talked about it amongst themselves, and we sure as fuck talked about it amongst ourselves, but it was happening. You know what I mean? It was probably 16-year-olds that had cars. Yeah. Like, I remember in the 80s. But I think there's something grosser to me about... A 16 or 17-year-old fucking a 13-year-old is significantly grosser than a 21-year-old fucking a 16-year-old. Or even a 25-year-old fucking a 16-year-old. I disagree with that last statement. I mean, I suppose you have to for liability purposes. No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, in, in general, I feel like by 20, the person I was at 25 and 21 were vastly different. I agree. Um... Versus, well, like, the person I was at 16 to 21, still pretty much the same shithead. But I feel like a 13-year-old is still... No, man. I think 13 and 16 is different, man. No, because I knew guys who were getting... I knew guys who were getting uh, blown and hand jobs in the 7th and 8th grade. I was not one of yeah, them, Yeah, but sadly. everybody who was getting blown and hand jobs in 7th and 8th grade was, like... It was, like, almost, like, silly. Even when you heard about it, like even like when it was going on, like, it was like silly. Like it was like when you're 16, you're it's about fucking, and you're fucking a 13 year old, which is a child. Like to a 13 year old blowing a 13 year old is like, you know, it's it, it's it's like porting Oregon Trail from the Apple II to the Mac of playing doctor. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's not much. Further, when you suck a titty when you're 12 years old, it's not the same as when you suck a titty when you're 17, 16. I disagree. I disagree. I mean, I feel like, you know, the... the you're I, not sitting there going at 16. Uh, maybe you are. You, I was going to say you're not going, I'm sucking a titty, I'm sucking a titty. I'm sucking yeah, a titty. you are. Yeah. I fucking was every time. I kind of still do. Yeah. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't really, like, from that point, I could under, like, it's... All right, but... It is gross, but at the this? same time... Can we time, say this? All right. 18-year-old fucking a 13-year-old because it's five years, right? Yeah. You're saying that's not grosser than 25-year-old fucking a 16-year-old? Or twenty? let's say 23-year-old fucking a 16-year-old because, again, five years. Okay, so... Well, no, that's not. That's seven years. 23... It's oh. 21 to 16. Yeah, so that's not. So 21 to 16. Then. I don't think that's... I don't think, like... That's not as bad as an 18-year-old fucking a 13-year-old. No, God, no. Okay. No, so, like, the my my... My uh, uh, perception on it would be like if you're a junior in high school, you're picking up an eighth grader from the middle school. She's going to be a freshman next year when you're a senior. 
that pretty much that's acceptable. Freshman senior is acceptable in any high school anywhere in America. Mm-hmm. So if you get the jump on it six months sooner, God bless you. Okay. But okay. if you're if you're any older than that, you're because then at that point you should be going to college. Instead, you're showing up at a middle school. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's it's bad enough as somebody who showed up at my high school a year after I was supposed to have graduated, uh, just because I was going to another school a couple blocks away. So I figured I may as well show up and sell some weed. Yeah, I mean that. Was... I did end up fucking one of the seniors, but whatever. She was a senior. I had known her already. It's not like I just met her. Okay. She wasn't a freshman. Okay. I will tell you this story. Uh, I do remember. I feel like I've definitely told this story before. I've definitely told you this story, but I may as well just tell it on the podcast. I remember it was I. I had just got started in another school, and I was by the school. I was talking to this fucking Russian kid who has passed away. This kid Oleg, and this he was a senior. And so, uh, you know, I was probably only eight months older than him. And the girl I'm talking about, I was only six months older than. But whatever. Um, uh, this little 14-year-old fucking freshman girl, and I had just turned 18. This little 14-year-old freshman girl comes up to us to buy fucking, I, I think she was buying coke off of him, actually, which is, you know, if there's grass on the field and fucking snow in your nose, play ball. I mean, but I just remember... She was fucking gorgeous at 14 years. Like, she was a freshman. And I just remember being like, that. Ju- I had just turned 18. And that was just now, for the first time, illegal to me. And I remember thinking to myself, man, if that girl really wanted to, it would be real hard to say no. Mm-hmm. Like, And I like always, like whenever I hear about something like this, I always like remember that moment. And I go, all right, I, you shouldn't have done that. It's not like I tried. I didn't even talk to that girl. I didn't even introduce myself to that girl, Harrington. Smart. I'll tell you this. She was there, like I said, at a, as 14, buying cocaine from an 18-year-old Russian in a shirling. She was also Russian, so it's probably okay. I don't know what their culture is. But um, I, re- I didn't even say hello or shake her hand. I remember she just walked away. I looked at the kid and go, that's illegal for me now. And he goes, sucks to be you. I mean. He probably said, bro. But, yeah. How do you not propose, yo, let us run a train on you for that blow? Because that would be wrong. That's why we have laws. Such a pussy. I just, yeah, I guess I, I'm a huge queer and pussy for not <laughs> fucking that child. <laughs> Who was probably only buying that blow from that dude because he was like the cool guy and she wanted to. He was like a good looking dude. R.I.P. like good dude. I hope nobody that I went to high school with listens to this episode, and they're going to be like, Chris, you're just really just just throwing shit like that out there. They're going to. They all listen to this shit. Yo, he did. Yeah, it was pretty sad. Yeah, you're fine. When I found out he passed away. He was a good dude. Oh, it was a good dude. I remember I, uh, I, saw, I saw him at Hunter College. I was, uh, I was there to do something. I'd obviously not go into college because that, you know, it's pussy shit. But I was hanging out at Hunter College getting drunk. And uh, I saw I ran into him there, and he was like, he's like, bro, let me tell you, he's like, these bitches here, man, they stuck up, man. He's like, they catch eyes. I know they want it, but he's like, he's like, I gotta figure out how to get in there, and I think he did. And then he did a bunch of drugs and died. R.I.P. R.I.P. To a real one. To a real one. All right, let's move on. Um, how long have we been going? About an hour. About an hour. I just texted you. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, I got a couple of things I want to go with. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about this Chris Cuomo video. Uh, that Tucker Carlson 
put out a gotcha video, Chris Cuomo. And uh, he's talking to Michael Cohen, uh, which is the lawyer for Donald Trump, right? Um, who used to be the biggest scumbag on earth until he decided to snitch to get less jail time. And now we're all supposed to believe everything he says. Um, I, you can't. That's this is what people don't realize about some of this Trump shit. Is just like these guys turned snitch, and then they go to all, every fucking idiot in the country, and they go and like you're talking about like guys who didn't like Trump, but like there's like hood dudes, there's like hood dudes, there's like black and Spanish dudes in the hood who are like, man, I don't fuck with Trump, but y'all telling me to listen to this snitch, John Bolton out here snitching, Michael Cohen out here snitching, they getting deals. They're getting deals. They're getting book deals on top of any plea deals. Like, it's like, I don't fuck with these snitches. Like, and I'll be honest, that's a fair point to that fictional person I just made up. They they really have a good point. But I think the same thing. I'm supposed to listen to Michael Cohen, the guy you've been telling me is a scumbag for four years. And now when he says anything, but I do, this video is fucking hilarious. Play this video with fucking Chris Cuomo. You know, I'm always careful when I talk to media, you know? Right. Do you know how many phone calls I've gotten from people at ABC who say that reporters are calling and lying about things they heard about me to try to get stories about me when I was at ABC? Guys calling and saying, I heard he was the Charlie Rose of ABC, he used to invite women to the hotel and open his uh, bathroom. Do I look like the kind of guy who's got to do that? Sure, why not? Um, How much does this sound like literally, first of all, I love that Tucker Carlson just photoshopped him working out and everything. It's fucking hilarious. This is every conversation between an Italian meathead and a Jew who's good at school. Tell me it's not because it's just, he feels like he has to, he knows Michael Cohen is smarter than him. At about whatever they're talking about. So he feels like he, this is like, he feels like he has to fill the dead space with like, come on, look at me. You think I got to open my bathrobe in front of broads? They open it for me. This is the same guy who said that Fredo was a slur because he's still embarrassed that he didn't get to be governor. Wait, is it not? I thought it was the Italian N-word. No, 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 no. The Italian N-word is the N-word. They love it. Mm. Play it. So, lying so I already now. have a good source that says that he forced one woman to have sex. I just want to know if you've ever heard anything like that. There is no woman. Right. There is none of that. So here's the problem. Women who do work there saying, oh, yeah, you know, some of these men, and, and naming me with other guys, you know, we bumped into each other once in the elevator, and he put his hand on my shoulder, <laughs> and it made me really uncomfortable. I mean, what the f- it's 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 a problem, and now you. So I'm sure. careful with the media always. Right. I've always told you the media is not your friend. No. All right, you. Stop Whoa. There. Well, there's a lot. The me. No. He. First of all, why is he not letting the guy he went to for legal advice tell him to stop talking? Because I feel like Michael Cohen was just trying to be like, hey, 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 don't worry, I'll take care of it. Did Did everybody in the conversation know they were being recorded? I don't think anybody did somehow. I think this is a Fed wire tap. Like, mm. 
Tucker Carlson never said where he got the tape. He just said he obtained this tape, which is an interesting thing if he obtained it from Michael Cohen. Very. Yeah, right? Like, I would imagine Chris Cuomo would have to be the dumb WAP version of Richard Nixon to have been recording himself doing that. Like, that's some real... You know who I really respect? Remember fucking Richard Nixon said that shit about not shaking fags' hands in San Francisco? I want one of those for me. I'm going to fucking do this. I'm going to record me talking to my lawyer. That's a conversation between Chris Cuomo and a fucking lawyer. That's privileged. That's his white privilege. You know, a black guy couldn't get away with this, except for Terry Crews. It's fucking... You just can't... It's... It is weird, though. Like I said, the... uh, it It does sound like every time just an Italian guy is talking to a Jewish guy, which is a fucking... I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Jews and Italians from New York are the fucking same in so many ways. Just different bread. It's yeah. it's just different bread. They both... They, it's just like... You, you know, guys are Jews with better food. It's Well, it's just... You know that, like, Flatbush was a Jewish-Italian ghetto. That's where my dad grew up. Okay. Um... He grew up in Flatbush in, like, the 40s, and it was a Jewish and Italian ghetto. So, like, I met dudes who were my dad's buddies that I just always assumed were Italian guys. Like, always. Because they just... There's this guy, Eddie Green, and I didn't think his name was Green. I thought that was his stupid Italian nickname because he always wore green because his name was Eddie Green. And he looked like Frank Vincent. I, my dad had some goony buddies. There was this guy. I don't know his last name. Uh, he was actually Italian, though. We called him Nicky No Shirts. Why do you think we called him that, Mike? Because he had a lot of great shirts. Nope. He had no shirts. <laughs> I knew The only time I ever saw him in a shirt was at my father's funeral. <laughs> the only time I ever saw him in a shirt. In the fucking 10 years, I knew the guy. Fucking, he had a buddy. This was the most uh, Italian-ass thing I ever heard about a Jew. Uh, he had a friend named uh, Jerome Katz. I didn't know his name was Katz for most of my life. They always called him Jerry Schaefer. Okay. This guy's name was Jerry Schaefer, as far as I'm concerned, which also is a Jewish name. I only knew his he was Jewish because he acted Italian, like James Caan in The Godfather. But his wife was named Harriet and was the most Jewish human being Harriet Katz. Obviously, that is this. I still to this day have a taste for cream herring because of Harriet Katz, aka Harriet Schaefer. This guy's name was Jerry Schaefer. My whole life, I thought his name was Jerry. And my dad goes, "You know his name's not really fucking Schaefer, right?" When I'm probably like twenty, and I go, "What do you mean?" He's like his fucking name is Katz, and I was like, "Why do you guys call him Jerry Schaefer?" He goes, "Oh, he worked at the Schaefer Brewery for two weeks, dropped a keg on his foot." And then sued them. And then used that money to open up an illegal casino. This guy sounds like the fucking man. He was a good guy. I'll be, I, I really like Cream Herring. I'm not making fun of Jerry Schaefer. Like, um, I'm just saying, how that's an Italian origin story. That is not a Jewish origin story. Italians and Jews from New York are the same. 
They all talk about the old country, just in different ways. Like, it's the same fucking thing. All right, we're going to get out of here. I'm going to, one last thing before we go. Uh, I, I tweeted out yesterday uh, that I think mustard should come in a jar, not a squeeze bottle. How do you feel about this, Mike? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't fuck with mustard like that, so God bless you. You are a, you have the mind of a child. I am more and more convinced yeah, you, like mustard is an adult condiment. Yep, and you cannot fuck with it. Nope, you never eat mustard. Nope, not even on pastrami. You put mayonnaise on pastrami. I don't fuck with pastrami. You don't like fuck that. with pastrami. No, why? Because fuck pastrami. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> but so I, it, people were angry. Uh, Ryan Keeley, porn star Ryan Keeley, called me a boomer, and says she does not have time to wash knives. I'm gonna throw this out there. Make the time. Spread your, unless you're only eating hot dogs, why do you have a squeeze jar of mustard? Spread your mustard. Right? I, again. Spread the love like mustard. There's a Biggie Smalls line. Got, uh, you know, if that's what you're into, I, I suppose that's a, Look, uh, I'm just saying, get a fucking jar of mustard. You're going to thank me. Look, I bought a squeeze jar. This is what prompted this. I like a coarse ground mustard. I don't buy it all the time. But I like a coarse ground, mostly just a, basically a pickled mustard seed, right? Okay. Okay. I, that's one of my favorite mustards, Mike. Okay. A pickled mustard seed. I like it with like a, you, you get a cornichon on the side. Maybe you do like a brassola, something like that with a fucking nice fucking good mustard seed. That's what I want. You put that in a squeeze jar, you're just getting the vinegar out with none of the mustard. It's not good. Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. So get a fucking knife. And scoop it out. And I'm just saying, just be an adult. Do you, you use a squeeze? You use a squeeze bottle of mayo? Uh, no, God no. That's exactly insane. a jar with a knife. You're eating yeah. a sandwich, like a person. You're eating a sandwich, right? Treat it as such. Sandwiches deserve reverence. Okay, that's the working man's lunch. Spread. Use a knife. Use a tool to spread your condiment on a sandwich. That's all I'm saying. This has been episode four of Notes of a Goon. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn. Mike Harrington is my producer and uh, my boy, and he's here. We're doing this. You follow me at Chris from BKOYN. You follow Mike at DM Harrington. And just, I guarantee you, three weeks into the jar of mustard, if you're a squeeze bottle guy, go back to the jar. The jar misses you. You get the jar, you go back to the jar of mustard, I get, and then buy two pounds of cold cuts. Call me in a fucking week, Ryan Keeley. Porn star Ryan Keeley. She's a MILF. Call me a boomer. I'm fucking disgusted by that. Well, I mean, porn MILF it means you were born in like She's 85. older than me. I've met her. <laughs> Good night, folks. Well, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we-
Say 